ding, ding, ding. Hey, everybody, Cal Banyan here, Banyan's hypnosis, Cal Banyan's hypnosis, etc. And, you know, if you watch the show, you know, I have a dinger, but guess what? I'm, I'm at my home office right now and it's at my other office at the Banyan Hypnosis Center, so I don't have it. And I know that's too much information, but that's why I did that. I'm so excited. I'm back with Kimberly Lorenz with a really, really good topic. She brought it up and I thought, that's really how to book a really great client. Yeah, a really great client. Not, not like one of those not so good clients, but a really, really good client. Yeah, if you're a hypnotist, raise your hand if you like really good clients. I do. <laughs> awesome. So let me tell you about Kimberly. This is her actually third video with me. I think she's doing great. I hope she'll come back for many, many more. All right. She started off in the profession, a stay-at-home a stay mom who was very skeptical but driven. And she decided, I ain't going to go see no hypnotist. I'm going to become one, right? And so in July 2019, she got her certification. And then she just started rocking it, seeing clients, learned how to get like really good clients, which she's going to tell you about. She also uh, got training as advanced five path hypnotherapist. And she is also a seven path teacher, the ultimate ninth degree. And I want to tell you, most people never make it that far. That's probably the top of the top. And she's an instructor. She teaches the same course as I do, the five path certification course. And she leads a community of followers on, and we, if you want to know more about this, watch the previous video. And that is TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. And you can find out more about her on LorenzHypnosis.com. How you doing, Kimberly? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I think I'm awesome. Awesome. All right, Cal. Today we're going to talk about how to book a great client. But first, can I introduce you? Oh, please do. Okay, everybody. Cal Banyan here. He's my personal mentor and teacher where I learned everything I know. He is the author of Five Path and Seventh Path. He's been in the profession for 25 years. He's a living authority on hypnosis that works. Everybody, Cal Banyan. Yay. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Gosh. All right. So, I like, I really like this topic. So I'm just going to let you start doing it. Okay. Well, I was really inspired to come up with this topic because this was actually quite a struggle for me as I got going in hypnosis. I would find myself, I had booked a client that after we started working, I realized maybe they weren't the best fit for the hypnotic process. They're not bad people. It, their problems need to be addressed, but they might not have been a good hypnotic client for me. And so these are all personal lessons that I learned along the way. So my first bit of advice to everybody is if you're not turning a few people away, then you're not doing it right. You've got to really evaluate whether people are a good fit for what you're offering. Not everybody is. Yes, that is so awesome. In the beginning, when you're really hungry for clients, that's a hard lesson to learn, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You really want to help everybody, of course, because you feel compassionate and you want to keep getting better and you want to practice and you want to make some money. None of those are bad things, but that doesn't mean you should take every single client that calls you. So my first point is um, actually everything's going to be underneath this. You've got to do a really great consultation. So a consultation is when 
someone contacts you and says, hey, I want more information. The first thing I do is I schedule a consultation with that person. I set aside 30 to 45 minutes out of my day. I actually send them to my calendar link on my website and allow them to book for themselves, but sometimes I'll do it for them. And we set up a time where we can focus uh, for 30 to 45 minutes talking about um, what their problem is. And I'll ask all this stuff and teach you how to do that really quickly as we go forward, how to do a really great consultation. So, you know, at the end of it, if this person will be a good fit for you. So how did you learn this lesson? Well, I did learn how to do a consultation from Maureen, but I've learned a few other things that I would like to add to that along the way. Um, I would have never even known how to do a consultation or even that I should do one without Maureen. So, you know, we do, and I do teach this to my students in class that you got to do the consultation first. And the consultation is your opportunity to hear from them, answer those questions that they have and present what you do. So the first point that I have under doing a great consultation is let them start telling you all about their problem and let them know you're gonna jump in and ask some questions because you're gonna be listening for them to talk about their pain, about their problem. And sometimes they're gonna need encouragement. So you might need to use phrases like, can you tell me more about that? Can you go a little deeper? Or you could ask, when does that happen? How often does that happen? Things like that, you need to really ask um, questions so you can really draw out from them what their real problem is and you're looking for that emotional component. Why? Well, that's what we do as five pathers, right? We're helping people with their emotional problems so they can transform those emotional problems from the inside out. That's right, because you know, a lot of hypnotists, they just think in terms of repetition of, of suggestion or helping people get out of old patterns. But five pathers, we understand what drives these problematic behaviors is emotions because we want what we think and what we feel can be out of alignment. And so like you might think, well, I'm good enough, but inside you don't feel that way. Or you look around and you go, well, I'm, I'm safe, but inside you feel scared. And so to be able to work those things out with five path, and seven path. Um, and also if somebody won't admit that there's any kind of emotional component at all, that's probably a less than ideal client, wouldn't you say? I would absolutely say that's one of my points coming up is that if you are, if you can see that they have an emotional issue that's probably leading to their problem and they don't agree with you, they're not a good fit for you. They need to go somewhere else. And I've had that happen. And I've actually challenged people to go read the secret language of feelings and then come back to me if that resonated with them. And then I would work with them. Um, and it was absolutely done with respect. That person was able to understand that that's my philosophy. That's my perspective. And they weren't offended at all that I told them, yeah, we're probably not a good fit. So challenge people. And if they don't agree with you, realize that that's probably not a good fit for you. Have you found that the book, The Secret Language of Feelings has been helpful for your clients? Absolutely, I give it to every client. Um, I use it every day in my own life. I use it every day with my children. I use it all the time, every day. I've had people tell me, and I agree that it is, 
it's so profoundly true. Uh, I've shared it on Facebook and have people tell me, finally, someone understands my anger. How come nobody understands it? And I'm only explaining the very basic ideas of the secret language of feelings. And if they were to only read the book, they'd get even more. It's so helpful to the work that we do. And really, I think the foundational perspective that we work inside of. There's got to be like 10 TikTok videos at least right there in the book, right? Oh, yeah. And I have done at least that many on the secret language of feelings. <laughs> so, yeah, check out my TikTok channel at Kimberly or at expert Kimberly Lorenz for more TikToks on the secret language of feelings. You definitely got my curiosity up. You're doing awesome. Okay, please continue. Okay. So as they're talking about their problem, you need to verify within yourself and your knowledge, is this an issue that you can work on? So there's going to be certain problems that people call you with that you probably shouldn't work on. They, if they want you to work on a diagnosed mental disorder, you should not probably work on that unless you have, well, you probably shouldn't unless you feel comfortable and you have those referrals from their healthcare provider. Whoever diagnosed them needs to give you that referral. If a person comes and they have some chronic pain of any kind, you're gonna need that doctor's referral to make sure it's okay for you to help remove that pain because pain is actually a good thing and people need to have it if it's telling them something important. So you don't wanna work on things like that unless you have the right referrals or you are licensed to do so yourself. Yeah, absolutely right. And you know, again, it goes back to that hypnotist. We're compassionate, we wanna help people, but we don't wanna just waste their time and frustrate them. And guess what, if the, if the person has a thought disorder, I mean, they're delusional or, you know, they're just not able to have insight, then you're going to be wasting their time, their money. It's going to make you look bad. And so it's better off if you don't work with people. Only a small percentage of people have serious mental health problems like that. You know, whether they're cognitive disorders, um, severe emotional disorders, schizoaffective, these kinds of things. We focus mostly on normal everyday people, normal everyday problems of life, stress, bad habits, limiting beliefs that can manifest as, you know, like you can do pretty crazy stuff when you're stressed out and you can get too angry and you can even get sick in your body, okay? But that is a side effect of doing good five path, seven path, fixing that stuff. Uh, have you found that to be true, Kimberly? Absolutely true. And that's true in my life. That's what, that was what was going on with me. I, I think I kind of missed it in all the videos we've done before, especially the one talking about my story. My physical symptoms have gone away completely. Now I, I spent 20 years feeling ill and atrophying my body. So I have to make up for that. But the actual symptoms that I was dealing with that I thought were truly medical are gone because of the emotional healing that I've done because of five path and seventh path. Did your doctors give you medical diagnosis for these things? No, I never had a diagnosis. I thought I had a range of things from MS, fibromyalgia, lupus, uh, Epstein-Barr, anything that was a chronic autoimmune illness. Um, I fit a lot of the criteria of any number of them. Um, and I truly, and I truly did. I mean, I didn't want to be sick. I was having those legitimate symptoms. So people will come to you and they will legitimately have these symptoms and maybe not be diagnosed. And those are the people you're wanting to really help the people that want to get better and 
are, are hurting on the inside and they're ignoring all that emotional stuff that they should be paying attention to. Their body's trying to tell them something. Hey, pay attention. Awesome. Thank you for that. All right, continue with the topic. Okay, so at this point of a consultation, what I like to do, if, if I verify that they have an emotional problem, they agree with me, and that I can work with them, then I like to start quickly explaining what hypnosis is. Now, I don't go in depth, but I explain to them that it's like dancing. It's like ballroom dancing. Um, I'm leading, they're following. If I were to walk up to them and ask them to dance, they would have to accept that invitation, follow me and let me lead them on the dance floor. Hypnosis is much the same, meaning that it's a partnership. We work together. It's not a magic bullet. I can't make them change against their will or against them not putting any effort in. It's not just a matter of sitting in the chair and letting me talk. It's a collaborative experience. So I tell them that so they understand that it isn't magic and that they are going to have to put some effort in. Right, right. I, you know, I think you, well, as I'm listening to you in my head, I'm going, she really gets this stuff. She really gets it. Good. Keep going. Okay. Next. When I'm talking to them, I'm like, to pay attention to the subtle cues for building rapport. This is just a really good thing to do when you're actually, I mean, because you are trying to present a, a, a set of sessions to them and, and they're going to be paying you money for that. So you have to pay attention to rapport. Um, if you don't have a good rapport with somebody at this point and they're not like, oh my gosh, you get it. Yes, yes, yes. Evaluate and ask yourself if, if this is a good client for you. Um, they might just be older than you and they don't, you know, they think you're too young or they might be a different gender than you. And they, you know, they, they're not really vibing and, and building rapport with you. So you need to pay attention to those cues because if you're having a good conversation, you'll probably have really good sessions. If it seems difficult and they don't understand, I actually had, I'll tell a story, one client, one time, I was explaining all these things to them and I couldn't, I was talking and I was doing my spiel and I'd only been talking for a couple minutes. When I paused, I heard him saying, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> he was yelling at me. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were talking. And he got very angry and said, how am I ever going to work with you if you won't listen to me? Not understanding that, of course, I couldn't hear him. And I thought, that's probably not a great client for me. He's probably not going to listen to me or respect my authority or any number of things. So I didn't book that gentleman because not that his, that his issue couldn't have been helped by hypnosis, but he wasn't really interested in listening to me he was really interested in just talking and he had already talked and done all the things up till now so pay attention to building rapport and and make sure you have a good rapport with that person you know we exactly you know we have a rule at our office and that is if the individual is difficult on the phone don't book them and if they're really really difficult i mean a regular sob <laughs> then refer them to your least favorite hypnotist in your city. <laughs> that is a great idea. I never thought of that. I love it. I love and the, it. So. And the hypnotist goes, Cal Banning referred you. Oh, he it must be an all right guy to refer me like that, you know? And then once they get working with them, they go, oh, he was up to something. Now I see. Yes. So, yeah, if someone's difficult on the phone 
And that's like, it could, it could be like not listening, they're, they're not understanding, uh, negating what you say, opinionated about what hypnosis is, no matter what you say, yeah. all this stuff. You know, they know nothing about hypnosis, but they know more than you, you know, those guys, right? And you just go, yeah, in your words, I don't think we're a good fit. Right? Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. You know, the, one of the great things about being a hypnotist is you get to pick who you work with and what you work on. And as you become more and more successful, you can become even more and more picky and, and charge more and more for being picky. I got, a, I got a kind of a businessy question. How much are you charging now compared to what you were charging when you started? Are you like 10% more, 50% more? What is it? Um, it's quite a bit more, actually. Um, I'm charging, like, I'm really bad at math. So let's just say about three times, three and a half times as much as when I started. And I started out charging at the very top end of what every other local hypnotist was charging. So, you know, they were charging over $100 a session. So I immediately was charging over $100 a session. And I am three and a half or four times more than that right now. And absolutely feel like I'm totally worth it. Um, I want to do another video on why you should charge more and um, because you should, because you'll get better results for your clients, but we'll talk a more about that later, but yeah, um, we're worth it. And um, the more experience we get, the more worth it we are. Beautiful. All right, please. I just love right. interrupting you. That's okay. Um, the last thing I would say on how to book a great client at that point, if you've done all these things and you've built rapport and they agree with you and they're like, absolutely, I'm ready to work. And you, you, you feel really good about it. That's the time to offer them your services. Not before really you've made that decision based on all these criteria, offer them your services, give them your, your um, package or however you do your presentation for your price and how many sessions and blah, 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 blah. And, and book that client. I have a feeling you'll book a lot more if you follow this set of criteria and don't accept every client that calls. And if you do that, you're going to get a yes. And you're going to have a really great experience and book some really high quality clients that are motivated to really change and get the results that they're there to get. And you're going to be able to get them those good results. You know, any business and especially ours, we live and die by what people think of us, our reputation. And when I first came into the profession, I, you know, I opened up the little hypnosis center in Moundsview, Minnesota. And I knew that I had a lease there, like a three-year lease to get started. And I was going to live and die by reputation. And I could just not do this fly by the seat of my pants, fuzzy hypnosis that was going on. And then I had to develop something that was going to really uh, pr produce consistent results, no matter who was doing it. So um, reputation, reputation, reputation. Awesome. Good. It used to be, what do they say? Location, location, location. Well, now location is irrelevant. It's all about reputation. Your reputation only one way, doing great work. Good. Oh, I want to ask you one thing. Have you ever had a person like you weren't a good fit with, but you thought, you know, this person might do better with Mary or Joe and referred him to another hypnotist? Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. And I for sure for me believe that sometimes that has to do with gender differences. Right. And so and age as well. Um, just some people 
they want um, maybe someone that's older than me because um, they'll respect their authority better. And, and that's perfectly fine. So yes, I absolutely have done that. I am not for everybody and neither is every hypnotist watching there. I am for a specific kind of person. And so I'm not, I'm totally comfortable with realizing that it has no reflection on my value or my skill. I'm just for a specific kind of person or a couple different kinds. And so are you. So don't be afraid to refer them out if, and, and if you need to. Yeah. The, you know, there's a thing called projection and things like that where people will get a certain meaning or have a certain expectation because of your gender or you know skin color or uh you know accent or whatever and there's just be something that turns them off and, they, mm -hmm. and they're still good for hypnosis and and gender is particularly sometimes i think you know what this person just needs a female hypnotherapist as opposed to me because i'm i'm pushing all of their buttons before I get a chance to work with them. So awesome. All right, wrap it up. That's it. That's what I have. That's how you can book a really great client. Follow those steps. And I think you'll be good. You did awesome, Kimberly. Tell everybody once again how they can get a hold of you for either sessions or classes. All right. If you are interested in sessions or classes, visit my website, Lorenz, L-O-R-E-N-Z as in zebra, hypnosis.com. There you can find information about both of those. If you want to find me on social media, I'm um, on TikTok at expert Kimberly Lorenz. Facebook is at expert Kimberly Lorenz and YouTube is Kimberly Lorenz, the worthiness expert. All right. My worthiness expert, Kimberly, let me tell you, I think the profession hypnosis is very lucky to have you in it. And to all you folks out there, uh, thanks for coming by. We've got many, many more videos coming up. We've got over 500 already produced. Oh, my. And you can always find out about sessions with me or how to become a hypnotist or hypnotherapist by going to calbanyan.com. All right, that's it. Ding, ding, ding. Calbanyan.